Seven, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Paul Chandler, the shy Yeti. <laughs> He's not that shy. All I wanted was a pie, and then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? <laughs> Boy, he's not all that shy as bright. Blimey, Governor, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Five hundred and six. Hello, campers. How are you? Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. Ah, how are you doing? Ah, I'm all right. Um, so, uh, what are we talking about this time? Well, um, I think we're going to be delving into Yeti Uncle John's biography. At least, he wants to have a meeting about it. Meanwhile, until he turns up, um, I, I, a while ago, I... Uh, discovered an old diary of mine, uh, which was far more detailed than I ever imagined it would be. I think I discussed it in episode 501, so I've been meaning to share with you some of the bits from that diary. And I've also got some photos as well I'm going to talk to you about, which I found in the same box. But anyway, um, only really as a delaying tactic until Yeti Uncle John shows up. I have a feeling I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> I think he may have worked out that I've doctored his manuscript. Okay, let's run that theme music. When we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Darling, it's the shy life podcast. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Uh, I'll go anywhere for potatoes. Delicious. This particular episode of the shy life is... This is a little more abstract than usual. Okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, have you ever heard of my secret? Yes, he has. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively glowing. It's all gooey and meaty. Paul, what's going on today? Um, Yeti Uncle John wants to have a meeting with me about the biography. Oh, yes. Uh, do you think he, he's caught on? Caught on that there's been changes? I think he may have done. But, you know, uh, we could sue him. So I'm going to set him straight. Oh, goodness me. Do you want me to be here? I wouldn't mind if you uh, sort of kept an eye out for him. I don't know I don't know where he is at the moment. I saw him heading out to the shops earlier. I'll keep an eye out for him. Well, what would what, what we be doing? Oh, I, I found an old 1990 diary. Well, a diary from 1990. And I suppose I might read a bit of it. I can't imagine it'll be terribly exciting because I, I don't imagine that I've ever written anything in it that would have been shocking. I don't think anything much shocking would have been happening to me back in 1990, but there you go, I was only uh, 17 or something. Um, very sweet, Paul. Yes. I'll let you get on with it. Ah, thank, th- thanks, Gromity. Thanks for keeping an eye. Where, where is everybody else? Uh, I think Martin is with Tallulah. 
Ik is with Ak. <sighs> I hate to say it, but I'd rather they just stay on that ship. Every time I see Ak, I get a, a shiver down my spine. Oh, yes, Paul, I know. Me too. I think he's read every horror book there is. And, and now he's on to murder fiction. Yes, and yet Ik thinks he's, oh, well, an innocent little angel. He doesn't even look like an innocent little angel. I mean, or maybe he does to Ick. He clearly does. Yeah. Um, and August is still with Bettina. Yes, I don't think we'll ever get him back. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. But that's not a bad thing. For many reasons. Anyway, Paul, I'll get back to you. Uh, as soon as I see your Uncle John turning up. All right, yes, thank you. Um, so, listeners, this diary. I just thought, actually, before we do that, I found some photos. I think it's from a holiday in Spain. Everything's out of focus. <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture of my aunt, my great, well, sorry, my great aunt, Jessie, uh, who you hear at the start of every episode. There's the, a picture of a cat with a finger over the over the lens. Everything is out of focus. I don't know if this also comes from around 1990, but everything's out of focus. Of course, you, you couldn't really see what... Well, I mean, I guess people who had lovely, expensive cameras could perhaps be a bit more sure what was going to come out, but the, a general sort of domestic camera, you just didn't know what you were going to get. I don't know why this is out of focus. There's a picture of my mum with a cat in the holiday villa. She's out of focus. Um, there's a picture... <laughs> I wonder if these are I, I wouldn't be surprised if these, these, these aren't all the rejects um, there's a picture of a street something has caught over the lens uh, I guess Malaga uh, or at least signpost to Malaga uh, another picture of my great aunt with a finger over the lens another one yes I do really think whether this was these were kept aside because they were rubbish another one of my mum and the cat a bit more in focus but it's kind of dark I don't know, it seems weird. I don't like the idea of throwing away photos that are 30 years old. Because isn't it nicer to have the photo, even if it's not that great, because it could generate a memory? I don't know that I have other photos of my mum at that age. Maybe I do. So maybe I should just be glad of what I've got. Um, there's a picture of a beach, that's in focus. And a picture, a lovely picture of a view with a finger over the over the lens. What was I doing? What was wrong with me this year? Uh, there's a couple of other... A picture of a mountain, a picture of a view. Oh, that's a good one. I don't think I took that, though. The picture of my cat, Poppy. And this beautiful picture. Don't know what that's doing with these ones. I can only imagine my dad took this one and gave me a copy of it because it's much... It. I think it's taken on a better camera for a start. Puerto um, Banis postcard. Are these all postcards from that holiday? At least these are in focus with no fingers over the lens. Rhonda, that's a, uh, a town up in the mountains. That was pretty hairy driving up there. I mean, I didn't have to drive, but I had to be a passenger. And the, you know, um, it, one of those places that uh, you'd be in your little hire car going up the mountains, and then a massive lorry would come down on the other side. Um, because, of course, you know, you have a town up in the mountains, it still needs to have provisions. <laughs> Um, well, I found one nice thing anyway. Um, and, oh, lovely poppy. So 1990 diary. It's really full. It says, The not-so-secret diary of a writer who isn't appreciated by Harry Fulton, especially. Aged, I forgot. Keep out, bucko, it says. I was between 16 and 17 when I wrote this diary. I can't believe that I wrote a diary. I remember writing a little diary, like a line, 
This is like an A5 diary. Every page filled to the brim with, with even some, like, uh, tickets or theatre tickets or, um, you know, things like that added to the thing. But as I said earlier, 1990 wouldn't have been my most exciting year because I was still at school. It is the year that I did my GCSEs um, and started my A-levels. So from that point of view, things were going on, although I didn't leave school because I went on, as I said, I went on to A-levels. I knew Nick by this point. And, and uh, you know, quite a few of the people that sometimes pop up on this show. On, on, on the front page, or well, one of the front pages, it says, Nosy parents will be eaten by a hairy cat called Jeremy Iceberg III. Well, it sounds wacky, something to spice up my life. Huh? There's, a, there's a letter in here. I don't know who this is from. Why would I have kept this? Uh, just somebody um, wrote in December saying that they were sending me a videotape of, of something. I really don't know why I kept that. In fact, um, I don't think there's any reason to keep that anymore. So, I can definitely go in the bin. That's literally just a letter saying, I'm sending you a videotape. Yeah, videotape stuff. Yeah, don't need these. Something about a convention, wolf time, uh, on Sunday, February the 10th, 1991. I did. I went to that. He's just been tucked in at the front. There's no point keeping stuff that there's no point keeping. Uh, one of my t- pen friends telling me what they have on video and they're looking for any of these shows. Yeah, there's no point keeping that. It's literally 30 years old. I don't know if I replied to him. It's a bit late now. It's all out on DVD. Um, uh, I'll, I'll keep uh, I'll keep the postcard from my godparents. Uh, Beetle Drive, I'll keep that. Oh. Um, an address in Walsall, that's weird. Walsall, West Midlands. Hoonatics. Must have been a fan club. Not too fan club. I, I later went to university near Walsall. If I'd have known, I could have gone to their meetings if they were still around in 92. But, uh, um, oh, what have I got in here? Uh, there's um, names and addresses. Let's see who's in this. That, yeah, well, most of these people I still have been on this show. Well, some of them have, anyway. Elaine, Andy, Harry, Paul, Nick. Uh, Danny has, sort of, via Sutton Park Clips. Andrew, that's Andrew from Berlin. Um, David, um, that's David who lives in Dubai now. We have talked about him being on the show ever since the show started. It's never ended up happening, but uh, John, he John is the John that uh, Nick interviewed last year. Yeah, lots of lots of names. Um, I don't know what I should... Uh, there's stuff about uh, things I was writing as well. These are like empty pages I've used. I've, I've literally used every single page. A series I wrote called Searching, which I don't think exists unless I open a box and find a printed copy, which isn't, you know, impossible. I think Searching was about, um, like, a possessed bottle or jug or vase or something that, um, yeah. Got all the names of the chapters, anyway. I, I was writing that from March into April, maybe May 1990. Um, there's all sorts of things stuck in here. I used to have all my phone numbers on a uh, a little sort of pop-up thing. 
and there's a page of that. That thing hasn't existed for years. I suppose I should start at the beginning because this is something I can probably be reading to you or bits from um, for many years. I'm just worried that it might go too obscure, but we'll see. Shall we start with the first entry, at least? Um, so this is the first thing I wrote in the diary proper on January the 1st, 1990. Heidi, hi diary, this pen... The pen ran out in the first sentence. Take two, just about. Happy New Year and things like that. Well, I suppose you want to know what I did today, you nosy bugger. Well, okay then, matey. <laughs> it's very, um, pa- very pally, isn't it? Um, um, a little bit uh, passive-aggressive, I think. To begin with, I woke up, did me little old paper round and came back. Bloody brilliant fun, eh? Swearing. What is swearing going on? Has it just started? Um, my dad hates us using the word bloody. Even my, when she was alive, even my 87-year-old great-aunt thought it was funny that he made such a fuss, and, a fuss if anyone said bloody. These days, they say bloody on Doctor Who, for goodness sake. I mean, as a sort of low-level, not that offensive swear word. Well, now the exciting part comes. Oh, yes, it does. I completed episode 23 of Square One. Square One was another series I wrote that had that character, Nigel, who um, appeared in that thing, um, Unruly Avenger. Depends if I released that episode yet. Um, he was a geeky, dorky character. Oh, I, I, even, ex- I even explain it. Uh, I completed episode 23 of Square One. That's my story about a certain Square One, Square One, named Nigel Wormsley. You might have heard of him. I'm behind on it. Still writing December the 19th episode. I must have been trying to write an episode a day or something. I mean, that might turn up. I think I have got some episodes of that somewhere. At present, Nigel is at home, but a bit pissed off with something he's not sure about. This mega book is not available at any good bookshops yet. Next, I rang Lee, um, who does all the most um, extravagant characters in Sutton Park that aren't played by me, and also does the laugh that you hear at the end of the title sequence. Um... A rather brill pen friend. Oh, I mean, I explain who these people are. It's, it's well written, Paul. A rather brill pen friend who hates Christmas. Oh, does he hate Christmas? Well, that, I, wish, I wish I still knew him because we could hate Christmas together. Um, I never did know what happened to Lee, unfortunately. He vanished and I haven't been able to trace him. Chatted to him for half an hour or so. After Neighbours, <laughs> after Neighbours, one fifty to 2.30. After Neighbours... Then I sort of didn't do much. Had a bath and soaked until dry. I was reading Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Mega. Pet Cemetery was a relatively new Stephen King book at the time. The first Stephen King book I ever read was Tommy Knockers because uh, it, Nick and I often referred to a bookshop called um, Paperback Parade in Salisbury, which is no longer with us. And they had they had one of those really good. Well, they used to have, have book displays, and I guess the publishers would send you something. And there was a really eye catching one for Tommy Knockers, and I bought it. And, and then, yeah. So this was the sort of time that I was into Stephen King. Clearly, in the evening, I chatted to Dave. Uh, that's uh, Dubai Dave. Um, oh, on an audio tape. Dave didn't. Dave. Do we call him Dave? I think of him as David, but. Uh, we do have a, a few Davids in our friend group. Um, yeah, David lives in Dubai. Well, I think he lives in Dubai now, but he also lived in Exeter, I think, or down that way, Yeovil, when I first started writing to him. But his mother lived down the road. So 
around this time he was quite local. And then he went to Dubai, then he came back to Salisbury, and then he went, oh, he's a real traveller. Um, in the evening I chatted to Dave on an audio tape and made ready a letter with questions and answers and things for Andrew, Berlin Andrew, um, his fanzine, and a letter and story. Chapter 6 of Persecution, more next time. Watched A to Z of TV, not a bad night. Avid you the 2nd of January. Um, let's see, I can see Nick is mentioned. Hello, good day, and a welcome. Right, what am I going to do today? More tedious boredom. More tedious boredom. At present, I am preparing an audio tape for Patrick, um, American pen friend extraordinaire. Patrick has been on the show, and actually, Patrick and his wife are supposed to be working on a TV show and are moving to London for a few months. They have been on the show briefly when I was in a maze, and he was in Sutton Park, but, um, yeah. Uh, so I still know Patrick, um, and hopefully I'll get to see him uh, soon. I completed episode 24, square one, and did very little homework. I'll have to get on with that, as I'm busy on Wednesday, Thursday, and either Friday, Saturday, and possibly Sunday. Bloody hell. Should get my Ambassadors of Death copy on Thursday. Um, that that would have been, yeah, back when, before Doctor Who was released on video. And this was around the time where I, I was meeting other Doctor Who fans, and other people had copies of things that they'd recorded off the TV, and you were swapping stuff, and so yes, um... I was getting my first copy of Ambassadors of Death. A Blake 7 Doctor Who meeting at Nick's coming up. Danny can't come because his mum said he had too much work to do. Ha ha, poor sod. Graham broke the lamp in Dad's study and was told off, but not too much. Uh, if I'd have done it, it'd have been bomb. Which may or may not have been true. Graham, Graham is known to be the naughtier of, of the two of us. Or at least openly. <laughs> I'm just quietly naughty. Um... Oh, well, chatted with Paul on phone today. That's probably Paul, um, who has been on the show many times. He'll be coming over tomorrow. Harry also rung, but I had to put him off. Double booked. What, Harry wanted to meet me? Also talked to Nick and Danny, but stayed home and watched a programme about Karen Carpenter. Bit depressing. Oh, well. Bye. I'll read one more, one more day, and um, then I think it's probably time for a sudden park clip or a quiz after this. Wednesday, 3rd of January, 1990. Back again, old chum. I've been completing tapes for some pen pals tonight. I had my third bath in three days and completed the Pet Cemetery. I'm going to read Misery by Stephen King next. I, I really remember reading Misery. It's, it's rare that... Uh, the good thing, I think years ago I found an older diary that I kept for a few months. And I think I remember reading bits of it on here. My handwriting wasn't as good. My handwriting is pretty good at this stage. I mean, I'm 16, 17, it should be. But I mean, it's legible. Not a lot different from my handwriting now. So. Yeah, I remember reading Misery. That's, uh, if I was going to say, you know, thinking back to when I first read Stephen King, uh, Misery was one of the one standout books. I didn't necessarily read every Stephen King book that you would think I would have done when you start reading. I mean, I, I read a lot of his books. I remember my friend Lee getting me into Dean R. Koontz. I, I can't remember if I was reading Stephen King and Dean R. Koontz at the same time. I can't remember how much I did reading when I went to university because I was so busy with either studying or Sutton Park. Um, but I, I know I got into sort of psychological stuff, psychological thrillers like Ruth Rendell stuff. And, and, and things, even things like um, Daphne de Maurier when I worked at the library where I met Callum and wifey Joe back in, in, in 96. But... You know, that's a six-year window. I don't think I was reading Stephen King continually for six years because I missed out reading things like um, Salem's Lot and I've never read it. 
I've now seen the films. I, I don't know if I've got the time. I don't. I think that was quite enough. I've seen the TV version as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never read The Stand. So, so even though I've had two major Stephen King reading phases, I don't think I'd read many of his short stories in this first period of reading. So I don't know. I don't know what... See what I read after I read Misery. Anyway, I remember enjoying Misery. Um, I'm going to read Misery by Stephen King next. I'm going to Nick's tomorrow and with Joe to the radio station. More about that tomorrow. That's not wifey Joe. That's a lady called Joe who worked with my dad at the estate agents. And um, she volunteered at the radio station. And I went with her. And I was kind of hoping to get my name on the list so that I could do it. But obviously, I did, A, I didn't drive. I mean, I was too young to drive. Or I mean, this was the year I could have learned to drive. 17, I could have learned to drive. But I didn't. And I never have. I remember... Going, yeah, I mean, that would have been fun, probably. Going to the radio station with Joe. Joe was lovely. The other thing I remember about Joe, she's had a good sense of humour. She was very funny. And I remember that she lent me a copy of the Jennifer Rush album that had Power of Love on. And that's an album I still like to this day. It's pretty much the only Jennifer Rush album that I owned and loved. But that album, every track was great. And I don't know, funny how things stick in your head. I still have that album. In fact, I bought a vinyl copy of that Jennifer Rush album only last year, but uh, or maybe the year before. Now we're in 2022. Um, that's tomorrow, anyway. That's, um, that's the fourth. What I was going to say is that I had my name down for the hospital radio, but obviously I wasn't always going. I think they would have liked somebody who could have gone... You know, they had like a like be like Mission Impossible. They had a rolling um, list of, of of people who could come and help at the radio station, and I remember them ringing me, ringing up. Now my mum, my dad, now my dad would have dropped me up there had he been around, but the one time they rung, I was babysitting for my brother. He would have been, he would have been seven, going on eight in 1990, and they rung up and they said, "Could you come up tomorrow?" I presume they didn't ring on the actual night, and I said, "I'm sorry, I'm babysitting." They never called me again. It's a shame. It's a shame. I bet I could have pursued it a bit more. Um, my dad would have dropped me up at the hospital. It's not that far away. Anyway. Paul came round today, played with Graham whilst I wrote to Kez, Aussie pen pal. I then let him watch... Why was I writing a letter when my friend was over? That's rude. I then let him watch Warriors of the Deep and Survival, Doctor Who. He seemed to enjoy it. We then let Graham chase us around the garden like silly devils. Whatever next. I'd surprised me running around the garden on the 3rd of January. A, you'd think it'd be a bit muddy and be a bit cold. Uh, square one, working on episode 25. I plan to do about 50 episodes and then call it a day, perhaps making way for a sequel or something new. Tonight we played Trivial Pursuit. Results, Dad first, three wedges. Graham second with two wedges. And Mum and I only had, well, we were equal fourth with one wedge. Oh dear, oh dear. I remember we had Trivial Pursuit, but I think we had one called Baby Boomers version, which was more 50s and 60s, and um, we might have had the normal one as well, but I remember enjoying the Baby Boomer one more because I was interested in the 60s. But Graham kept having nightmares. I tried to give him advice of what to do. It didn't work this time. Oh, well. Graham went through a stage of, like, sleepwalking. I'd be sitting in my bedroom and he'd just walk in, and you wouldn't think, you know... You wouldn't think twice about it. And then he starts saying things, weird things, or asking about something that was totally, what? And you went, oh my goodness, he's asleep. And I don't know whether I sort of was was able to guide him back to his room or whether I shouted out to my mum and dad, Graham, sleepwalking. I mean, he never fell down the stairs or anything. He just used to wander into my bedroom. 
at least that's my memory of it, but uh, kind of weird. Anyway, um, I think we should um, put on a quiz or a Sutton Park clip at this point. I've read you quite enough from my diary. Well, no, I'll probably read you another couple of entries. We'll see. But I imagine Yeti Uncle John will be back by the time we put these clips on. So get ready for a grumpy Yeti Uncle John. First, though, something completely different. To start this episode, on Lee's birthday type time, woe is Lee. <laughs> Still at Brockwell Park, eh? Happy birthday to me! Was it actually your birthday now? Happy birthday to me! You just by here by yourself? Yeah, 25 years old and I've got no one to share my birthday with. Oh. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take the mic, I didn't realise it mattered to you so much. It does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter a thing. I don't give a toss if they all bugger off to Greenwich without me. Hey, I know what. What? It worked for Graham's birthday. What? How about getting Crispin in for a stripogram? The Rotherham at Hampton. Hello. Do you mean that? Oh, yeah. Oh, blimey. No, I can... Oi. No, I can strip you off and leave you dangling again like I did last time. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Here you go. Right, and then stuck in Ow! the trees. Right, uh, oh dear, oh, leave arse showing, bye. Listen, Horner, I want some answers, for goodness sake. What? How many people know about this business? Congos and embassies have found scrolls. Some of it's in code. We went up to Sutton Park. But you've been gone. You've been... Sort down this Sylvie business. Why have you been giving so such a low profile? For goodness sake, what's going on? Listen, Paul, I, I'm aware that you found some scrolls, but, but listen, I, I, I know nothing about them, honestly. Um, it's some sort of test, obviously, something to do with Asriel, maybe, and, and I, I mean, I haven't seen the others, and but I've been very busy. I set up the business with Sylvia, but what with um, one thing and another, the very uh, various things, and I, I, look, I, I really don't know anything. It, it's, I, I, well, I'm aware of, but there's nothing really that I can say. Um, no one really, you say it's in code, obviously, and yes, yes. Hmm. It's no good me arguing with you, is it? You either know or you don't. I can't honestly say I believe that you don't know anything. But if you're not going to tell me, I'm not going to... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go to Reading or... I hope that Gungars remember she's come with something. I don't know who's been keeping these... I don't know what's been going on. I don't know... Somebody knows about it. If... If those scrolls were innocent, if... Celia or... You or someone had found it, I'd know about it. You'd have told me. How come it's been a secret though, eh? How long, how long have the resistance had it? You're not going to answer me that either, are you? These are my friends, viewers. You're not going to answer me, are you? Listen, Paul, I honestly know nothing. Um, I don't know how long they've had it. Obviously, they didn't think it was um, important enough to tell you. Um, 
listen, uh, I, I just hope, yes, obviously we've we'll, we'll got to find out, but I think there are more important things at the moment uh, with the Katrina um, and uh, Luke qualities. Uh, yes, I, I think my, um, I'll probably spend a bit more time helping now. Uh, uh, I've been working a bit on the ad campaign for the Parkinson Redlets and uh, obviously the film as well, but uh, I really don't think I can help you with the. Uh, anyway, I must. Uh, oh, like, oh, it's not. No, I must go. I'll have a shower. Yes. Just don't worry, alright? It'll be alright. Well, there we go. So much for my uh, enlightenment on this subject. If he wasn't keeping something from me, I don't know what, you know, he knows more than he says. Everyone knows more than they say. Who am I supposed to trust? Who? I'm going to have to go to Reading. I'm going to have to be hopeful, hope, be hopeful that Gorgas and Ramesses can find something out. But I can hopefully trust them. I mean, at least they're eager to try and help. Um, I don't know where they are at the moment. I don't know where Horn has gone. He's not gone to the shower room. He's gone out of the house. Cleo, is there any chance of getting Clive to speak up? Um, don't know, Paul, don't know. Getting very quiet on the whole subject, aren't you, Clive? It's 8.22 p.m. If you know something, you are bound to... You have... You have got to tell Paul. It's 8.22 p.m. It's your duty. Hmm? Your duty. I'll keep working on him, Paul. Maybe Mr. Tremaine can get something out of him. Maybe he can read your mind, Clive. Yeah, maybe Gulliver can help. I mean, of course, the spirit that actually animates Gulliver is hopefully neutral in the situation, so maybe he's another person I can trust. Thanks, anyway. So much to do, so little time. Uh, mm, uh, hello, viewers. Yes, um, another train to catch, another meeting. The day, another dollar. Mm. Yes. Elections coming up soon for the Lord High Sandership. Oh, that bloody hell. It's so confusing these times. I'm going to No, not many. Where am I? Yes, oh gosh. I don't think I'm ever. Uh, I just wish I had a timetable. No, nobody here at the station. It's too uh, too late. Uh, no, well, yes, yeah, too late. Chatham, Tilmbridge. If I had a timetable, it would help. Ah, uh, George? Father? Hello? Did, did you say you wanted a, a timetable? Um, I think I've got, I've got to go to the same meeting that you're going to. Uh, uh, I've got a timetable here. It's tra trains during ten minutes. Oh, 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 hello. I'm Gavin. Hello, are you go going to the same uh, meet ten minutes? Oh, right. Well, uh, um, well, we travelled on the train with each other the other day, didn't we? Yes, uh, we seem to be doing that rather a lot recently. Yeah, we uh, must, must stop meeting like this. Um, you know, we, we don't have to travel together, of course. Um, I just thought, well, you know, it's a long journey and, well... Uh, no, 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 Gavin. No, no, it's fine. Fine, we can travel together. We may be opponents for the business, you know what, but we are still related, aren't we? Yes, of course we must travel together, yes. Mm. Yes, ten minutes, you say. Mm. 
for a town pub for coffee, eh? Uh, it's, uh, it's on me. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, right. It would seem that for George and Gavin, family ties are hard to break. But what now? <laughs> what to do now? Hello. Yes. Mm. Oh dear. Things are busy, aren't they? Oh dear. Not not Sorry, can't speak. Not enough time to do anything. Got all these plans to do things. Oh well. Oh well, I'm I'm all right. Oh well, if they want to keep a secret from me. It's the end of the month at the moment. Well, pretty near the end of the month. I haven't got much money left. Also, I thought I might go and buy a bottle of wine. I shouldn't have to buy a bottle of wine. So they all drunk it all. Anyway, waiting to be paid. I don't know. I wonder what. Uh, have you seen my new furniture? It's lovely. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Yes, you bet this is the sofa. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, and it's that. Just a minute, it's that black box, that I. It's that black box, it was. Do you remember, viewers? It's just. It appeared on, the, on that train that time. And then. appeared in the room again, then vanished. I never found out what it was. I honestly don't know how it got here. I think I should leave it or throw it out the door or try and open it. By the way, I'm trying to open it now. Um, I don't know. What if I open it and then there's something, someone, something, something inside? What am I going to do? Leave it or open it and risk, risk the consequences? I can see him coming. Okay, well, I'm ready for him. I'm sitting on the sofa with my coffee, and Yeti Uncle John is about to enter. Shall I get out of the way? No, no, just you sit quietly in the corner and just interject. Yes, okay, I'll do that. Oh, there you are. Uh, hello to you, Yeti Uncle John. Yeah, I want to have a word with you. Yes, I've got it down in my diary. A uh, meeting about the biography, is that right? Yes, Paul, it is. Got to sit, sit down. There's, there's a pot of coffee here if you'd like a, if you'd like a cup. <laughs> What's he doing there? Well, that's not very nice. I'm your friend, the Cromity, remember? Well, I'm having a, a, a meeting with Paul, private meeting. Uh, no, no, uh, Cromity is my representative. Yes, yes, uh, I shall be backing Paul up because... I can't see how whatever you're going to say is going to be um, something that you could justify. What do you know about it, Cromarty? I know quite a lot about it, did you, Uncle John? Yes. Oh, do you now? Well, 
yes, what was I going to say? A little bird has told me that you have been... Not only have you read my script without my OK, but you, you've doctored it. You've changed it. Yes, City Younger John, I have. But I, I can't believe it. Well, well, there you go. Uh, it's amazing what can happen when you're in shame jail. You mustn't trust all your friends. What What are my friends? Get, gave you a copy? <laughs> yes, they certainly did. And quite rightly, too. You weren't going to offer it out. Well, no, it's, it's a, a private... A man's biography is a private thing. Yeah, but it, it's not an autobiography. It's a biography, as you say. But it, it isn't as private when you're writing it about other people. If it was your autobiography, yes. I mean, it, in places it reads almost like an autobiography. But it... It also reads like fiction. I can't believe it, Paul. Oh, I can't believe it. And uh, you've changed bits. Oh, yeah. Which bits? Oh, dear. You can't even tell which bits you rewrote. Oh, I can't remember. Well, let's just say it's quite changed. I want you to change it back. Uh, well, I don't think that's going to happen. No, Yeti Uncle John. But, 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 but. Well, let's just say the version that you now have with, well, I mean, you probably changed it a bit. Um, I haven't seen it for a month or two, but uh, the version that I returned was the version that the Shardife podcast, myself and my colleagues, other than yourself, um, agree uh, is a little bit more fairer. I mean, it's pretty much weighted towards you being some sort of genius. Oh, come on, Yeti Uncle John, you must admit you wrote complete fictions. You probably didn't hear the episode, but we did an episode where we read bits from the biography and then we asked uh, the people that, you know, you said that Bettina had said this or or that I had said this, and then we went and we asked, like, what did you actually say? Oh, well, I, I can't believe you did that. You probably hid it in an episode where, where there was poetry, so you knew I wouldn't listen. Well, I, I will say that Bettina was quite favourable to what you'd written. I, I didn't change a lot. She, she, um, anyway. All that stuff about sexual tension. I think you might have a secret admirer. Oh, really? Well, anyway, she's taken. Yes. Well, I'm not having it, Paul. I want you to change everything back. A lot of hard work went into that book. Yeti Uncle John, it is fiction. What you wrote was fiction. It wasn't true. There's no way that book is ever going to get through uh, and be published. Oh, I think my publishers would love it. Well, yeah, considering that you are the publisher. Um, you basically wrote lies in the book and you had people say things about you which they didn't say. If I don't sue you, then I'm sure somebody else from the show will sue you. Will, su will sue me? Yeah, the chances of you ending back in shame jail are, are pretty high. If that happens, I would have thought. Oh, shame jail. You hear that Declan and Isaac are still there. They're still in the jail. Yeah. Uh, yes, we heard. I don't think they'll be in shame jail much longer. What they did or what they didn't do, um, it doesn't deserve the sentence. They didn't get a first strike, a second strike, a third strike. They just went straight in. I think you had something to do with that. I don't know what you were up to. You said that all you did was expose what actually happened. We're not sure we believe you, Yeti Uncle John. Oh, no. Well, I might have had a word with a few people, but uh, you can't uh, deny the photos. Have you never heard of Photoshop? It's quite advanced these days. You can get away with all sorts of things. Uh, no, no, nothing to do with... There was no Photoshop involved. <sighs> well, 
Isaac and Declan aren't taking my calls anymore. So thank you for that. They're probably not taking calls because they're in shame jail. Well, you used to get calls in shame jail. Yes, regular ones. No, I think you've spot, you've spot things for Paul. She'll never get to be on an episode of That's a Shame, or Big Bad Book, or Big Bad Books. You always spoil, you always spoil things for me, Yeti Uncle John. Yeah, look, you're making it about you, and this is about me. We're not talking about, we're not talking about them guys. We're talking about the biography and what you did to it. Look, Yeti Uncle John. I repeat, if I don't sue you. Somebody else will sue you for the stuff that you wrote because it's lies. And you're claiming that people are saying like things about you to make it sound like you're some sort of genius. Well, again, I resent that because what do you mean? It's some sort of genius. Oh, yeti, Uncle John, you are not a genius. Well, uh, that, that's not what I've been told. Uh, what, in a dream or something? Paul, that's not fair. I think it's perfectly fair. You lied. You lied. You said things that weren't true. And and you wrote them in a book, and you you want to publish the book. You don't think anyone's going to react to it. You're going to you're going to get yourself into more trouble. Anyway, you're a photographer now. You don't need to be writing this book. If we're going to write a book about the Charlotte podcast, it should be a proper, you know, official book. It should be written by Paul or or by all of us, not just by you. Oh well, I, I can't believe you'd sue me. What? You can't believe we'd sue you for writing lies about us in a book. I think most people would probably try and sue anyone writing a book that involved them where there were lies about, you know, what they were up to. Oh, people are too sensitive these days. Cromarty, what do we do with him? You think we lock him up down in the laboratory and never let him out again? We could set Uck on him. Oh, no, don't... I don't I, 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 please. I, 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 don't want to, I don't want to be locked up. I, I, I was locked up with coconut gym and, and various other people and yet um I, I don't want to be locked up in a cell with the uck dear oh dear i do feel sorry for ick he thinks he's got this lovely baby child and, and and yet everybody else sees him for what he is or well maybe he isn't bad but he's certainly creepy oh, dear oh dear yeah well we better not say too much about that oh some restraint from getting uncle john for once oh yes that's a surprise how is the photography going Oh yeah, Martin. He's a great little uh, little mover. A great little mover. What are you making him do? Oh well, I, I, we went to a we went to a nightclub, but um, you know, because of, of of how things are at the moment, you can only have three people in the nightclub. So it was fine. The other person danced the other side of the nightclub, and I just took pictures of Martin dancing. Yes. Who was the other person? The barman. Uh, no, no, no Tallulah. Actually, I wasn't counting the staff. Tallulah went. Tallulah went to the nightclub. Oh well, I don't suppose that counts as a super spreader event. But uh, um, I think you should take more photos of me and Paul. Oh well, you know the thing is, I've got my, uh, you know, my, my uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, Martin is a, a natural and uh, takes a very good photo. So have you have you you know thought about what you're going to do with these photos? Are you. Uh, I guess you're going to have to do a going to do a gallery a gallery sort of situation. You could be competing with uh, August, or or you could do an exhibition together. His paintings, your photos. I mean, it's not like you can sell. It's not like you can sell the photos to uh, a newspaper. Martin's not done anything. Uh, well, you know, I think a gallery situation would be good. An exhibition thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But anyway, this is kind of practice. 
you know, it might lead to journalistic work or, or who knows. Oh dear, oh dear. Anyway, uh, you know, talking about suing people and the law, uh, have you heard from the police at all recently? Uh, not recently, no. Um, the whole business with long-lost cousin Algernon seems to have died away at the moment. I believe he's out of hospital. Um, Martin advised me not to uh, contact him or try and speak to him. You know, luckily I had plenty of uh, witnesses and, and alibis and things, so uh, still not very pleasant. And I suspect there is more to come. Oh, yeah, well, look, Paul, uh, let me have a look at this biography again. Um, maybe you can, you know, do more stuff, you know, you know, contribute more. Maybe I'll get if you want to contribute more. So it's more of an official biography. Uh, I understand you're upset. Uh, maybe I did big myself up a bit more than I should have done, but uh, anyway. Um, oh, what are we going to do now? I think it's time for either a quiz or more Sutton Park. Uh, it always, always more. It's never, never going to end. Thank you very much. Yes. Hitty Uncle John. Be more positive. Oh, I just try to get used to all this. I, I was furious when I arrived, and now, but I now seem to have been backed into a corner while I'm apologising for myself. I'm not used to doing that, and not used to apologising. Yeah, we noticed. Listeners, um, have a listen to what's coming up next. Nappies. Look, it says child nappies on it. It says handle with care. Oh, I suppose I better open it all the way, all the way I can now. Um, oh, I don't know. I did this, um, something strange happened. I'll give it a go. It's gone. It's vanished. Gone again. Just as I was about to open it. Let me get closer this time, as you saw, but I still don't know what's in it. Where's it gone this time? Am I ever going to get to see what's in there? <sighs> Meanwhile, on a train, somewhere. Oh. These trains are very quiet these days. Very relaxing. Mm. Yes. Slowed down. Oh. Oh yes, so we have. That probably explains why we're so, so quiet. We might be late for the meeting. We can't do anything about that, Gavin, can we? No, we'll just have to stay here. This cabbage. Chatting like we are. It's uh, nice to catch up with all the news, Father. Yes. Yes, isn't it? 
I just to catch up with the news. Meanwhile, elsewhere. What am I to do? <laughs> it has been some time since I shot the other comedy. It is me, I am the real comedy. I am the good comedy. I hope you realize that now. <laughs> I do not know what to do. There is so much confusion. The other comedy is on the run. He has an arm blown off, which I did. But I did not know. I could go and find Paul and his friends, and, and I could tell them that I am the good one, but he would not necessarily believe me. Uh, I do not know what to think. I do not know where the other comedy is either. This is most confusing. Uh, do I risk exposing myself? Or do I keep hiding? I think I need to find someone to and prove to, to them. I must find someone who I know. Uh, I could try Paul, but no, I think someone like George or Gavin. Maybe George or Gavin. Meanwhile, not so very far away. Oh dear. I've got way laid. We, uh, oh hello viewers, yeah. We are on our way to Sutton Park again. We uh, had to go and, uh, uh, you know, do a bit of arranging with, uh, tell mum where we are going and stuff. We, sounds a bit childish and everything, but you know, we, uh, I don't let her know. It's a dangerous place these days, Sutton Park. <laughs> Everywhere is Sutton Park, as far as I'm concerned, but uh, yeah, you got to be careful. So uh, we're on our way now, all sorted, and, uh, oh, and uh, hopefully we'll find out something about this cover-up, because uh, it just can't go on. Yeah, you coming, bro? Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah yes, I, I'm su suitably on my way. Yeah, got to keep our eyes open, I mean, our ears open, and everything open, basically, for danger. Yeah, oh, bloody hot round here tonight. Uh, and, uh, oi, did you hear something? I saw somebody. It's a flash of red. Huh? Who is it? Come out. I saw someone, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I saw something all right. There ain't no dicky bird. Oi, come out of there! Don't worry, you two, it's, uh, it's only me. Thank goodness I found you, I went to your house and your mother told you, told me what you were doing. Listen, I've got to talk to you about this. About this going back to Sutton Park, about going back to the centre of Sutton Park. Oh yeah. I don't know if we should be listening to you. It's because of you and your mates that we're having to, uh, Go and go up to the core of Sutton Park. If you could just tell Paul what was going on, explain it all. Yes, it's, it's, it's disgusting, shameful. Listen, it, it, it may seem that way, and you may think that it's the best thing for Paul to know the truth, but I tell you, it, it really isn't. It's best that Paul knows nothing more. I, I, he, he's already, he already knows too much. Really, look, it'll all sort itself out. You must believe me. Leave it alone. Just don't go into Sutton Park. Just leave the whole business alone, please. I you can only get Paul into more danger. The more he knows, the more likely it is he'll get into danger. Please, leave things alone. No, no. Sorry, mate. Unless you tell us the whole story, there's no way. Tell us the whole story or nothing. So, Warner. You gonna tell us anything or what? I can't, believe me, look, please. 
it'll be too dangerous. You mustn't. I, I can't. I, it, it's something that. Look, please, for your best interest, just leave the subject alone. Leave the park alone. Just please, I beg of you. No, no. Sorry, no can do. Sorry. If you can't give us the answers, then we're going. Listen, don't you think I want to tell you? But for your own good, your best interests, I can't, I can't risk it. Look, I'm protecting you as much as I'm trying to protect Paul. You mustn't know, you shouldn't know, you can't know. This is laid low for long enough. It'll all come out in the open when it's ready. And Go, 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 grab it. Where have they gone? Damn them, they've gone! <laughs> the other Clumity is still on the run. I must find someone who I can trust. Someone who would trust me. George or Gavin. Yes, I must find them. Hi. Uh, I was... Um, Mm. Got a phone call from Darren um, just last night. Thought he'd make his party. I don't know if I, mem men don't know if I remember mentioning I was going to go to his party, but I didn't, couldn't go in the end. It's a shame. Anyway, yes, I've had a, also had a letter from um, well, not a letter, phone call. My Canadian, well, the note said American, but it's Canadian pen pal Anna. Um, she's supposed to be in the country and she'd like to meet up, but I, I suppose I could take some time off, but. Um, well, it depends if we can arrange anything. Uh, Tell me about Dan's party. Um, thinking about Birmingham. Heard the Golden Guards and Ramesses are supposed to be going back up there. They, something about they wanted to re-look look around again and see if they can find anything else without me. You know, go places that I couldn't go and things. That'd be alright. I really do. It's a dangerous thing, but I hope they'll be alright. Oh, Oh, well, that was a good meeting, wasn't it, son? Good meeting. Yeah, it was a really rough. It really went rather well, didn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Must find somebody I can trust. Gordon got some emissies. Just hope they'll be alright. Just hope they'll be alright. I wonder what Gongars and Remesis will find. If I was in Sutton Park now, I wouldn't know where to look. We looked before and we found nothing. They're determined to help me. Good friends, Gongars and Remesis. They really give it their all. I don't know what they think they'll find which they didn't find before, but they can go to Sutton Park and they can actually find something. More's the better. More's the better. Uh, listeners, uh, we're back again. Going to read you one more diary entry uh, before the end of the episode. Uh, this is January the fourth, nineteen ninety. Hi ho, how's you? That's good. I take it. I, that's good. I take it. Today's been busy. Now the rest of the holes are to contain such thrilling events as coursework, coursework, and even some coursework. Yeah, I was on the school holidays. Um, Today was fun. I went to town at about 10 o'clock 
on the bus that passes the house and I actually met Nick at NSS where he works. We shopped a bit, had lunch. He obviously didn't have Thursdays off in those days. We shopped a bit, had lunch at Woolworths. Very nice soup, roll, sandwiches, pudding, drink. We posted a couple of things um, for Kez or Karen in Australia and Patrick and made our way home. Oh, oh, oh maybe he did have the day off. He just We just met at NSS and then made our way home to Nick's. On arrival, there was no Blake 7 to watch. So we saw episode six of Wheel in Space. That's a Doctor Who story, a missing um, story, well, mostly missing. And the rest of Ambassadors of Death, another Doctor Who story. Best episode three, notable scene, episode six, Liz faces the Martians. Ugh. Yeah. Ambassadors of Death, you only see the monsters very briefly. Well, at the time, there weren't that many photos of them, so it was a bit of, it was quite exciting to actually see what they looked like when they took the helmet off, because it wasn't something that, uh, yeah, um, was that common to see a photo. I recorded a season review for Nick's Ray Face shift tape scene out in February, with my long loop trip from last October included. Came home, chatted to Paul H. Will not be going to his house on Friday or Saturday, it seems. Oh, well. In the evening, I went with Joe. That's uh, Joe, Joe, who worked with my dad, at 7.15, and, um, and revisited Radio Oddstock. This was mega. There was good music, classics to rock. I even read some of the dedications, and we had a chat about Doctor Who and Writer's Circle. It was a great laugh. Must go again. I don't know that I ever did. Well, maybe this diary will confirm or deny that. I have now decided to introduce Nigel, square one, to a hospital radio in later episodes. Should be good. Even great. Just like today. Oh, Paul, that's very positive. Oh, you've even put a star at the top of the page which says, good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a good day. Also says that I, I heard from... Kez, and also my pen friend Vicky. She used to live in Southampton. Um, well, listeners, um, I'll probably read a couple more entries at the end of this episode. But uh, no, I'll keep hold of this. I'll keep hold of this book because it has all manner of things and it, it is relatively readable, I think. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, where's the Yeti Uncle John gone, Paul? Oh, I think he's gone back out again. Oh, he didn't even say goodbye. No, but I think that went better than it could have done. You know, the whole conversation with him. Yes, Paul, I think you're right. He could have been a lot worse. Oh, dear, oh, dear. He's so full of himself. He's so, you know, he thinks he's in the right all the time. I know, I know, never mind. Um, maybe he realises that he can't just write anything and publish it. Although, if he is publishing himself, I mean, he'll probably get no more sales than I got for a lot of my books, you know, who just get a few. So yeah, I thought maybe he was going to go for a bigger publisher. Well, Paul, I don't know. I think we're a bit niche. We are a bit niche, aren't we? We have our listeners, and and God, and by golly, we love you listeners. Um, but, you know, we don't have hundreds and hundreds of them. So I think I was probably worrying for nothing. I just, just out of principle, though, you know. Yes, Paul, I know. Yeti Uncle John. <laughs> uh, and his photos. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yes, I'd read to see some of the photos that he has taken. I hope he hasn't got his finger over the lens um, or out of focus, like the photos I was talking about at the start of the episode. Well, I hope not, Paul, but who knows? Yeah, well. Um, Okie dokie, listeners. Well, I think that's about it for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the things that 
were inserted into the episode. By golly, that sounds painful. I don't think it was that painful. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll be back again soon. We've got plenty of episodes in the can. All sorts of things going on. I'm sorry we didn't catch up with Ick this time. We are sort of, in the nicest possible way, keeping a bit of a distance at the moment. But uh, anyway, well, you know, it, it's, a, it's a strange world out there. Strange world out on Ick's spaceship ever since Ark arrived. But, uh, uh, and no sign of the uh, yoga vampires. No, Paul, but we really must uh, uh, get a, a vampire hunter in. Yes, we must arrange that sometime. I'm sure Martin will know somebody. Oh, yes, Martin knows most people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, um, time to go now. Thanks again for listening. See you again soon, or talk to you again soon. And, uh, yeah, okay, goodbye for now. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. is uh, January the 5th, 1990. Uh, plagued by bloody earache today. The use of the word bloody, it, my father would be incensed. Um, plagued by bloody earache today. Possibly a spot inside. Ooh. Boy, is it a killer to numb your ear off. Core blimey, sunny, love a duck. No, a cat, actually. Poppy. Sorry, just rambling. The diary's just rambling there. Poppy was my cat. That was that, the cat I found the photo of earlier. It all comes together. What did I do today other than suffer? Well, I did some work on my history until lunch. Wrong, Harry. Uh, oh, apparently he used to know Nick. Lived in the same road in 1978, 1979. I wrote that down as if it's the first time I found it out. Maybe that, maybe that is true. I've known Harry since 87 and Nick from about, about the same time. I worked on Square One episode 25 whilst listening to Blake 7 on audio tape. In the afternoon, I went over to Harry's. We played a game and watched a soap, I think Kez mentioned once, called Santa Barbara. Plain lunacy. Um, don't know what channel he was watching Santa Barbara on. We went into town at 1.45 and did a little shopping. Then I came home on the 4.15 bus. I bought a record, bangles, everything. Not bad on first play. Oh, I love that album. I, lo- I think I probably grew to love that album quite quickly. Um, yeah, it's a great album. I still love it to this day. Uh, it's just some very key things that happened in 1990. Small things or associations with things that I that are still very 2022 for me, at least. I mean, I'm sure the Bangles album, everything, is not um, the first thing that everybody... Um, is thinking about but uh, had a photo taken for my passport oh yes yes because um, my passport always needs renewing on zero years so like 1990 2000 2010 2020
I renewed my passport about a month before the, the first lockdown. Of course, I've not been able to go anywhere. <laughs> well, it's not strictly true because I know people who have gone away. Um, the only thing I've used my new passport for was as um, ID for when I ordered alcohol last Christmas. If you look at me and you don't know that I'm over 18, um, you, need some, you need glasses, mate. Um, uh, banked some money for my Exocon thing. That's a convention that I would, will be going to in future bits of this diary. £5 on the way. £5. Whoa. Came home, completed Square One episode 25, halfway through now. After a number of phone calls, Andy, Andy C and Andy D, Andy C has been on the show, Andy D once sent me a story about a ghost. Well, I mean, a true life story about growing up in a house where there was a ghost, which he didn't read, but I read for him. So he, they both they both have associations with the podcast. And both were on Sutton Park. Separately, those two Andys, or Andrews, rung me, then I rung Lee, Elaine, and Andrew, Berlin Andrew, from the telephone box. Plumbing it. I spent most of my time in tele, either in telephone box or talking to friends back in those days, using my pocket money. Or my, well, not my pocket money, well... I had a job at this point. Of course, I had a, a paper round, so I did have some cash. Um, David S was out. J- Jeanette G was out. I must have tried to ring David S and Jeanette G, and they were out. Oh, in, in a telephone box on the 5th of January. Um, Lee says he'll ring tomorrow. Good. Came back and finished a few things. Doctor Who season poll. Maths project. Had a bath. The bloody ear still hurts. Um, yes, of course. Um, I, f- I forget that, like, January 1990 is only days after the last, what became the last episode of Doctor Who for many years, had been screened. So, Doctor Who, there was, we didn't know Doctor Who wasn't coming back for another season at this point, um, because it was still, you know, it, it, it was still being shown in December 89. But, uh, there we go. Oh, I can hear the theme music, so uh, I better go. I gotta go now. I don't care. Bye. I want to go with you. Gotta go. Bye. Goodbye. 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 This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh, dear. <laughs> What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Okay, uh, one more entry. Uh, January the 6th, 1990. Hi, Graham's been sick again tonight, and my earache seems to have reached a peak. Well, what have I done today? I collected some paper money. Some bastard had been complaining I'd been bringing the papers late. Then I got wet. I wasn't the best paper boy, to be fair. I didn't rise as early as I could, especially at the weekends. Uh, I think I know who it was. Yeah, 
who complained. Uh, unreasonable expectations, especially in the winter, going up to do a paper round in a village with no streetlights. Horrible, horrible. Thank goodness for Walkmans. Imagine if I had to do that before there were Walkmans. Do that paper round without... Yeah. Uh, later I got on with my history coursework, part one, and got it typed up. I listened to the Blake 7 tape and the Bangles tape. That was fun. The best part of the day was in the afternoon. After lunch, Lee rung and we had a great chat about the brilliant drawing of the snowman and Ace. We talked for a good half hour, which was pretty mega, and then I went back to my history. Yawn factor eight, Captain. It hurts when I eat, but that didn't stop me. I had a bath and read Misery. Got out of bath and coin. We're just living a thrilling life these days. Jumped onto the computer. Oh, yes. Did some maths today. Uh, one drawing stroke model left to do. I've got halfway with my episode 26 with Nigel. Oh, Lee and I discussed how we should end episode 50. Nigel getting married, but his fiance getting gunned down by his own alter ego. What do you think? Jekyll and Hyde on now. Oh, well, Land of the Giants is on tomorrow. Yes. Um... Lee and I did lots of writing projects together before Sutton Park. And then when we did Sutton Park, he, he acted and made props a lot and also came up with loads of plot lines. He was a real, you know, he was a real good imaginative friend to have. So it's a, it's a great shame we all lost touch. And I know, you know, Nick misses him. He, he was quite, he was quite um, a fun person to have as a friend. Anyway, better go now. That's a lovely one. Yeah, I can't imagine I took that. I think that that must be one that Dad took. He was in amongst a load of photos I took where, where I seemed to have my finger over the lens. I don't even know whether... Cool, those bananas look a bit past it. <laughs> well, I was watching Sons and Daughters, uh, and I don't know whether it's just because it's a TV studio. I was watching Sons and Daughters, and she was putting out some food in a food bowl, and I was thinking, I'd be jacking those back in the bin. They looked horrible. <laughs> but, I mean, they probably just the props that they... But they probably used them for, for days beforehand. They've probably been the prop bananas in a different scene, in a different Aww, set. I'm going to show you Dad that one. My, my, uh, my diary's quite good. It's okay. got lots of, lots of things in it. Yeah. Had a... Week then, in some way. Yeah, so I'll just keep it in this drawer because I can record with it next time. No, kitty, kitty, dearie. Purple, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, I love Didi. What the hell just happened on this show? I mean, seriously, reverse it because I lost. What the? What's going on? What happened? Five hundred and six. 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 Five hund